Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stobar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode number 26. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them, and I am stoked to have you join me. This show is recorded on the stolen lands, the Wurundjeri people of the Kola Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded, and I pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. This is part three of our mini-series, Friends, about different training methods. So far, we've gone over strength training, we've gone over endurance training, and I really want to be taking the time to explore ways that you can train and outcomes that arise from different training styles. And today, we are looking at gaining mass, because this is a big one that people come to me and say, like, I want to gain mass, I want to bulk up, I want bigger arms, I want a bigger chest. It's one that people want to know about. And... Gaining mass is essentially a way of training to build bigger muscles. So when we talk about gaining mass, we're talking about muscle mass. There are many reasons that folks like to train to build mass. And one of the biggest reasons, particularly with trans and gender diverse folks that come to train with me, is because they want to become more muscular to be perceived as more masculine. And having bigger muscles is socially perceived as being, little quotey fingers here, more masculine. Because apparently only men have big muscles. (sighs) (laughs) I mean, we all know that's not true. But within society, that's that perception. Don't get me started on the absolute ridiculous, toxically masculine, sexist and just downright wanky view that society puts onto being muscular. But, you know, it's it's how things are at the moment. <laughs> it's not much we can do about it. And sadly, there's a lot of people who believe this, that muscles equals masculine. And so many trans and gender diverse folks, when they are transitioning, if they want to be perceived as more mask or to be perceived in a more androgynous way, whether they're medically transitioning or non-medically transitioning, choose to gain mass because it affirms their identity and they are perceived as more masculine by people within the general population. And I totally get why folks do this. And I myself have used training in this way to become more muscular so that I am seen as more androgynous and less feminine. So I totally get why people want to do it. And Well, yes, people who have a higher level of testosterone in their bodies will have more muscle mass. But that's not to say that people can't get quite muscular just from training in the way that you can train to gain mass. It is not a uniquely masculine thing. And I want to be really clear on that. Now, I'm going to be completely honest here before we go any further. Gaining mass does not mean that you will gain strength. And I know we talked about strength training a couple episodes back. I'll link to it in case you didn't catch that one, just so you can understand the difference here. Because big muscles are very much for aesthetics. You don't need big muscles to be strong at all. You can have big muscles and have 
much less strength than someone who's got smaller muscle mass than you because of the style of training. And the same goes with muscle endurance. You can have big muscles and minimal endurance for your muscles to be able to last for a period of time. So just be mindful. There are many, many folks out there who train to get those bigger muscles and they're lean and they look ripped as, and it's all show, friends, and no go. It just looks muscular. It's aesthetics. Having strength and endurance requires balance in your training. So you can have big muscles, but you do need to train in other ways to help create better strength and better endurance in those muscles. So don't be fooled into thinking that being muscular is necessarily going to be able to translate into things outside of training in real, real life, because that's not always the case. Big muscles don't always mean that outside of that, that you're going to end up with any benefits from having said big muscles. Now, Training to build mass is a tough way to train. Uh, to build muscle, you need to build up lactic acid in your muscles because lactic acid stimulates growth hormones, which are key to muscle growth. Now, I know I touched on lactic acid back in our strength training session because when we train for strength, we do not want lactic acid in our muscles. So we rest for long periods of time. Mass gain is the opposite. We want lactic acid in our muscles because lactic acid stimulates growth hormone. Growth hormone grows muscles. So accumulating lactic acid means that you'll train either really heavy for really low reps or at a moderate weight for high reps. So there are two, two general options here because both ways are going to generate a lot of lactic acid in our muscles. Get lots of those little tiny micro tears that our muscles need to grow. So... In a training session, this could look something like lifting a weight that is 80 or 90% of your one max rep for six to 10 reps for two to four sets. So you'd lift something really heavy, almost as heavy as you can, six to 10 times, and then repeat that two to four times. Or you can lift something around 70% of your one max effort for 10 reps, for 10 sets. So you'd get like 100 reps in there. See what I mean by high reps? <laughs> Doesn't matter what part of your body you're working out, you want high volume if you're going for those lighter weights. When I, when I say lighter, it's like moderate, moderately light. It's not light, light. <laughs> so you're going to want to work the same muscle group repeatedly within a workout as well. But I will go a little bit deeper into that in just a moment. Either way that you decide to train, whether it's heavy for low reps or moderately heavy for high reps, you're going to want to have short rests, 60 seconds or less. This way your body doesn't get a time to get the lactic acid out of your muscles, so it's constantly just going to be accumulating. You're going to be using all that stored energy in your muscles and accumulating just lactic acid and lactic acid. And friends... It's uncomfortable. <laughs> I have trained this way before. And I tell you what, it makes your muscles burn. I don't know if, you ever, if you've ever done a lot of exertion with something or carried something for a really long period of time, or even if you've trained in the past and you've done a lot of effort and you get that burning in your muscles because after a while you've used up all the stored energy in your muscles 
and we're not training in a way that starts to use oxygen as an energy. So what happens is we get this buildup of lactic acid in our muscles and that's that burning feeling when our muscles feel like they've worked really hard. Either way that you train, whether it's heavy, low reps, moderate, high reps, highly uncomfortable. <laughs> but so satisfying because pushing through that discomfort to finish a session is really plopping empowering because you feel like you want to give up. You get halfway through and you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, I've still got, I've still got so much more to go. But you push through. It's a grind. These sessions are a grind. I am not going to sugarcoat this in any way. If you want to be gaining mass, you have to put in some serious hard work for it. And all the power to people who do go out there and commit to that. Because yes, it is for aesthetics, but it takes so much dedication and so much hard work. And recovery after sessions, painful as well, because our muscles get all these tiny little micro tears in them. That's how they grow. So this style of training really maximizes the amount of micro tears that you're going to get in your muscles. And then as those little tiny micro tears heal with new muscle tissue, that creates growth. So you want to have lots of micro tears every time you train, which means you're going to be really sore afterwards. But you can't gain mass without those little mini micro tears. So it's going to be uncomfortable it's hard work, <laughs> but if you want bigger muscles, that is how it is done. And that soreness that you feel after training, that is those micro tears. So anytime, it doesn't matter if it's mass training or whatever style of training you do, if you're feeling muscle soreness, and if you're someone who's done like too many squats at one point in time and you like get those sore legs, yeah, that's micro tears in your muscles. So that's what that discomfort is. You just got to let it heal. There's nothing you can do about it. That's why it's really important to recover. This is why our progress in training is never made from the training session. It's made in recovery. And this is a perfect example of that because those micro tears heal from recovering, from doing the right things to allow our body to heal and recover. But if we don't allow it to heal and recover, then those little micro tears never actually get a time to fully to fully come together. So you're just training on top of like mildly traumatized muscles and it just increases the more trauma. And then eventually you'll end up with an injury. This is overtraining. If you train more than what you're allowing your body to recover, you're overtraining. And this can happen with wanting to gain mass because you want to train pretty frequently. You want to be training multiple times a week but not the same muscle groups. Mass training, uh, you can train it so you do like certain muscle groups at a time. So you're only really training one muscle group once a week because you need that time to recover. But if you're not, you will end up getting an injury and not fun, friends. Trust me. <laughs> There's some silly things I've done in my time with training and a lot of lessons I've learned the hard way. And overtraining is one of them. Recovery is everything. It is how progress is made in any style of training. If you train hard, you've got to recover hard. Now, the most effective way to gain mass is by training with weights. Not that you can't gain muscle without weights, but you're going to find that using weights allows you to increase your load in a way that's really easy to track because you can continually build on adding those weights, adding to what you're lifting and stuff and seeing, seeing that progress and seeing those gains being made. Now, I mentioned a moment ago, that you'll want to work the same muscle groups repeatedly. So let's see how that might look. 
So I'm going to give you an example based on using heavy weights for lower reps. Let's say you were going to do a session that had a focus on your chest, which is common for trans mask folks or mask non-binary gender diverse folks. Having a bigger chest, it's a thing. I work at it myself. <laughs> so your session made me laid out a little something like this. You do some barbell bench presses and you do like a ladder of them. So go for four sets and you do 10 reps in your first set, eight in your second and third and six in your fourth because over time you're going to fatigue. So you're not going to be able to do as many. So if you set your training program up in a way that you're not going to fail out every time, you're going to feel like you're actually succeeding. Really important there. You don't want to feel like you're failing at a session. So set your reps up in a way that as you fatigue, you're taking that into account. Now you could do bench press, then you'd go to an incline bench press. So again, you're hitting your chest here, you'd ladder it again, but this time for three sets and you could do eight reps, eight reps, six reps for each of those sets. Then you could go to a decline bench press, again, hitting that chest and you do the same thing. Eight reps, eight reps, six reps for three sets. Then you go maybe some dumbbell flies, do two sets of 10. You could do dumbbell pullovers, you do two sets of eight and you've just done an epically badass session for your chest. So you see what I mean? It's going to be hard work. It's going to be uncomfortable because what we're asking our muscles to do is work and then work beyond the point where they've got energy still in them. Work past fatigue and it's a grind, friend. But guaranteed, you will gain muscle. So your session might also include arms as well as your chest. It's really common to work like chest and arms together, or you can do, you know, back and legs on one day. So you want to always work one big muscle group, and then you usually work a smaller muscle group on a different part of your body as well. Now, one of the most important parts of training to gain mass is that you need to be eating a bunch more food because this helps your body recover. And not just any type of food either. You'd want to eat a bunch more lean protein. So if you have a plant-based diet, it'd be more tofu, more tempeh, legumes and pulses, nuts. And if you were someone who was an omnivore, you would eat more lean meats. But you also want to accompany that with fibrous carbs like sweet potato or other root vegetables. Or you can add carbs like oats quinoa and rice but you really want to get those clean macros in a macro is carbohydrates and protein they're your macronutrients now i can't stress enough how important food intake is if you are gaining mass if you don't eat enough food your body is going to begin to break down your muscles for fuel so instead of gaining muscle you're actually going to have your body eating away at the muscles that you've already got. So you're going to end up losing muscle mass. And that is all sorts of badness <laughs> in so many ways, friends. What we don't want to have from a plan to be gaining mass is to end up harming our bodies. So if you're going to look into gaining mass as a way to train, you really, really need to be prepared to be eating more food than what you feel like you should be. If you're eating meals and going, I feel like I'm eating too much, you're probably still not eating enough. <laughs> but it requires a lot of fuel. Your body requires a lot of fuel 
to heal from a mass gain session. So you really want to be aware of that. And it takes a lot of planning and it takes a lot of time because you really, you can't skip out when it comes to a meal and recovering from a mass training session because it's so easy to not eat the stuff that you need that you and the stuff that your body needs to be able to heal and you're either going to end up injured or you're going to end up eating away at the muscle mass that you've already got and your body's going to end up in a really bad way. Now I know not everyone has access to weights. For the people who do, it's pretty easy to be able to plan some stuff out to be able to get working. But I know when it comes to not having weights, that becomes a bit more challenging. Like, how am I going to do this? Well, friends, it is possible. You can totally gain mass just by body weight exercises. And this is where those high reps come in as a good way to train. Instead of the heavy weights and low reps, like we just did a demonstration of, we can go moderate weight because we're lifting our own body weight. And, you know, our body weight, it's usually a pretty moderate weight for what we're able to to move about. I mean, we move our bodies around every day. So we've got the capacity to move our own body weight around. So we can use that weight that our bodies are and we go for higher reps. So a session may look something like bench dips, doing 10 reps for 10 sets. So you're going to get 100 of them in. Doing some pull-ups if you've got like a bar or if you've got a tree or one of those pull-up things that you hook in your door, anything like that. You can go to a playground and do and do pull-ups. That's great. I usually go to playgrounds all the time and do fun stuff like that. But pull-ups, you could do like 10 reps for five sets. You could do planks because tension exercises are a really great way of working those muscles, using that stored energy, developing lactic acid. You could do 60-second planks for five sets. You'd do push-ups, 10 reps for 10 sets. And squats, 10 reps for 10 sets. Now, between each of these sets, because you do all of these individually, you do like all your pull-ups, then all your planks, then all your push-ups, and then all your squats. But between each set, you want to be having less than 60 seconds rest. 60 seconds maximum. So keeping those rests real short there. Now, this session that I've just laid out for you with those higher reps, it's a solid session. It's going to get your whole body working as well. That's the cool thing about... Body weight training versus weight training is that when you're training with your body weight, it becomes a much more full body training session and it's really more focused on functional strength as well. So you gain mass, but because you're using your body weight, you're asking your whole body to really hold itself together while you move, right? As opposed to uh, the weights session that I talked about because when you're bench pressing you're laying on your back and you're really isolating muscle groups you know bench press and all three variations there you laid on your back so you're not utilizing your whole body you're not utilizing postural strength and stuff like that so body weight training to gain mass actually helps develop strength as well so it's kind of a, a really good combo there because isolation exercises, while they really help to gain mass quickly and you see it visibly, that's the type of training that often doesn't necessarily have the same amount of strength development or endurance development. So that's a really cool advantage that comes with training to build mass and using your body weight to do it. Because at all times, you're going, okay, body, you have to hold yourself up and do a 100 of these things. 
let's go. <laughs> so I see that as a bit of a win there. And our bodies never move in isolation. Now, I'm not bashing on isolation movements to gain mass, but I've been a trainer long enough and I've trained my body long enough in enough ways to see that for myself personally, training in isolation is great for aesthetics, but not for overall strength, not for overall functionality. Because big muscles, and this is something you don't really hear about, people have big muscles. The bigger your muscles are, the less your joints can move, right? The less range of motion you have because your muscles get in the way. Now, that's not healthy. So people who think that if they're, you know, if someone's big and muscular and really ripped, that it's a healthy thing, it's not. Because those muscles do limit how your body can move, right? So whether you're someone who is wanting to train to gain more mass or you already have a whole lot of mass, just be mindful of that because our joint health is really important. And the more weight our bodies carry, regardless of how that weight is constructed within our bodies, whether it's from a high amount of soft tissue in our body or a high amount of muscle mass, weight is weight, right? And the heavier we are, the more wear and tear our joints get, especially like our knees and our hips and stuff like that and our ankles, those, our legs, because they carry us around so much. So getting big muscles and getting really bulky is not necessarily going to mean that you're healthy or that your body is functional. It's perceived that way because someone looks, someone can, you know, eat their food in a particular way that keeps their soft tissue really low, but that does not mean health. Having a low body fat percentage does not mean that you are healthy at all. You can have a low body fat percentage, but have really bad ability to move your joints because of the amount of muscle that you may have. And long term, that's not going to be beneficial on your body. So be aware of that. Big muscles do not equal health. <laughs> Big muscles are an aesthetic thing more than anything else. Alrighty. Let's go over what we've had a look at today. So we've gone over how gaining mass works by generating lactic acid in the muscles consistently over the duration of your training session, not allowing your body that time to reconnect all those little molecules to turn it back into energy in our muscles again. We've looked at how important it is to eat the right foods to accompany any type of mass gain training that you may be looking to explore. Our bodies can't grow if we're not putting the right stuff in that it needs to build muscle with. And that is so important. It is almost more important than the mass gaining training itself. That's the easy part. The challenging part comes with making sure now your fuel in your body, you're giving it a whole heap of fuel because that's what it's going to need. And we've also run through a couple of ways that you can begin to practice training in this way by using heavy weights for low reps or body weight for high reps. Now you can find all of these details in the show notes. I'm going to link to both of those program rundowns that I went through, the, um, the demonstration ones. I'll be linking to episode 22 on strength training and episode 24 on endurance training because personally believe that a well-rounded training program and a well-rounded plan to move your body is far better than just focusing on one particular style of training. They all couple together really nicely. 
And if you're looking for more than just that aesthetic appeal, it's well worth trying out some different ways of trying, putting it all together in a way that long term is going to be the most beneficial for your body. Now, if you want to get in contact with us, if you want to ask me some questions or find out a bit more about what we do, you can go to our website, www.fearlessmovement.co. You can find us on Facebook at Fearless Movement Collective, or you can check us out on Instagram, which is where we are most often on, which is non-gendered fitness as non underscore gendered underscore fitness. You can check out Fearless Movement Collective at fearless underscore movement underscore co or me, Bowie, as the dot no dot t dot nb. Yes. If you're looking at getting yourself moving and you don't know how, we've got a seven-day trial. We've got a 14-day trial. Both of those are free, so you're welcome to jump onto our website. I'll add a link there in the show note for you. If you want to try us out, see how you can get started moving your body, we've got a bunch of fun stuff there. We've got free training videos on our website that you can check out as well if you want some no-strings-attached movement. All good, friends. (laughs) I'm here to give you as many options as you feel good about to try and explore how you can move your body in ways that feel good for you. So until next week, friends, remember... Your identity is not defined by your body. It's defined by who you are inside. So regardless of how you are read by other people, it cannot change who you are. So stay strong and believe in yourself. That's how you keep your power. Have a rad as day, pals. 